Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Welcome back, Courageitarians, to Where the Lotus Grows with Kimberly Searle. Tanya Drew. Today, we're going to talk about exercises in compassion. So when I saw the show notes for this, this was Kim's, and it'll all make sense in just a moment to our listeners. (laughs) I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? (laughs) So... I'm going to let Kim explain a few things and then, and then I think that you guys will, um, I'll chime in with my, okay, this is, this is why I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) So I'm going to start with my first introduction to Kuan Yin. I was dating uh, my husband at the time and we were at the Wyandotte Michigan Art Fair and I had stumbled upon this artist that had carved pieces of jade. And, um, you know, I really appreciated her work and Nick had walked up and he said, you know, it's close to your birthday. Would you like me to buy you a piece of those? And I was like, of course not. I can buy my own, you know? And so I continued to look in the space and the artist came over when I was kind of off by myself and said, you know, in my country, when a man wants to buy a woman, a piece of jade, it's like getting a diamond here. And I thought, oh, well, that changes your perspective. Right. So then I walked over and I was like, I suppose if you'd like to buy me that piece, I would be okay with that. Um, and so that's how I got my first piece of jade. And it was uh, explained to me that this was a lady of compassion over females. Okay. And this is Kuan Yin. Because I, when I read your notes and you were just like, Kuan Yin has been in my life before I knew who she was. I was like, is this someone you know? <laughs> is this a person? Is this a, is this a lady <laughs> that comes into your studio? Yeah. I'm very confused. So Kuan Yin so, is the sculpture. Yeah, yeah, that we see around. And so then I, you know, wore her. I felt connected and to I've her. And I've seen you wear this since I've known you. Yeah. And I started doing cranial sacral therapy with a practitioner in town, Holly Cromner. And she invited me to this workshop she was having on magnified healing. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Now, I'm sure she saw me wearing Kuan Yin. <laughs> and I have a statue of Kuan Yin in my studio. And here, this whole magnified healing, there's a meditation and everything that goes along with Kuan Yin. Oh, and I had never put it together, nice. knew, nor did I really know the story of it. And so she was quite amused when I'm sitting there in her workshop you know, learning about uh, Kuan Yin. wearing this lady around your neck and a beautiful piece of jade. Yeah. And so I found this meta meditation and how it ended up on my studio wall. And the meta meditation is like, it comes from a Buddha concept and it stands for loving kindness Mm -hmm. and goes along with yoga, the kind of a samsara, which is the cycle of ignorance and suffering. Mm-hmm. And then Kuan Yin is probably maybe 2,500 years ago. She originated before Buddhism, but is known as a goddess in China. And she's a metaphorical figure that 
portrays mercy and solace, kind of charity and friendship, compassion, empathy. And these are characteristics of Kuan Yin. And they're also words that are used to describe her, but you see those same sort of qualities in the meta meditation. Right. You know, the loving kindness. Yes. And peace, kindness for all beings, mm-hmm. and the yourself and all beings, meaning everyone, including the people that maybe you don't have the greatest of feelings for in yes. the moment. And having that compassion for those people too, because ideally from the Buddhist, we are all the same. So there is nothing that separates you from that person that you don't like. So if you're going to give yourself peace and health and kindness, why would you not give peace and health and kindness to even someone you may not connect with or care for? Yeah, I think it starts with self and then you get to broaden that circle a little bit more to friends and family and then to include everyone in the world, even those that you find challenging with, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of, I think of when you throw a rock in the water, right? The ripple goes Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger. And sometimes we forget that our compassion and kindness and love needs to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. It's free. Why not? expand and radiate that out absolutely so Kuan Yin wants to save everybody she'll not rest until it has been done okay well then that explains why it resonates with you (laughs) because I'm a serial fixer right (laughs) no matter how terrible the living beings are I promise to liberate them all was a quote from Kuan Yin and so you can notice that she doesn't distinguish between good and bad or between human and animals She believes that everyone must be saved from hell and hell means a dark place in our souls. So Kuan Yin wants to save the murderer as well as the victim, the terrorist, as well as the people he attacks and so on. So sometimes you hear this darkness in the soul referred to as blindness or being blind to the pain of others. And you can look at enlightenment as being headed into the light. So there there is light and darkness and I think when I first started my yoga journey, I thought, oh, I'm going to leave all this darkness behind and I'm just only going to live in light. Right. And that's just what I'm going to do. And then I realized, oh, you know, there's more learning and growth by going back to that darkness, kind of uncovering what's there. And it's about finding balance between the two. Sure. Digging around in the shadows because everybody has them. It's the part that we don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. Nobody wants to admit when they're jealous or greedy or selfish or, you know, just the little not so pretty parts of ourselves. And we really want to present just the pretty parts. We really only want to live in the pretty parts sometimes. Yeah. Well, I was like, that's icky. Who wants to go there? Right. <laughs> but uh, part of the purpose of our podcast and our the symbolism of the lotus, of yes. the... You know, we all grow from those dark places, from that muddy water. Mm-hmm. Like, like beautiful things can come up to mm-hmm. the surface <laughs> if you're kind of willing to hang out in that dark, dingy place for a little bit. So Jungian therapists would call it shadow work, mm-hmm. I think. Brene Brown would be call it the reckoning that's going to come at some point. Sure. <laughs> and it sounds like Kuan Yin kind of knew what was going on with that too. And she was just like, I just accept what is, which is both. There's always both. The yin and the yang, the, the light and the dark, the good and the bad. 
It exists in all of us. Yeah. In the light, everyone is welcomed. So samskaras is thinking is a thinking error. It's ignorant and forever you're kind of like going around in circles, kind of that rat race that everyone mm-hmm. talks about. Sisyphus with the rock always up the hill. Yeah, you, you pine for one thing and then you resent another. Your uh, reality kind of collides with our desires and expectations and we run into the same walls kind of again and again. And this is where the meta or compassion is found where there are flowers of mercy, solace, charity, friendship, compassion, and empathy can bloom in our souls. So compassion is like a muscle that you train. And the more that we train it, right, it'll continue to grow stronger. Oh, absolutely. And I, I really think that right now in our society, um, with things kind of being polarized and divisive, I think it's really important that we we step back and live in that compassionate space that we are all human beings, that we are all one um, human beings that I'm not negating animals. I totally, you know, all living beings are, are valid and sacred, but I really feel like in our divisive times right now, where it's very much feels like, even if it's not true, feels like there's an us against them that's constantly being perpetuated. I think because we're more connected, via social media, online. It's interesting this twist that that connection has taken for it to be a take sides kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're cultivating compassion, it's really seeing that there is no difference between you and another person. I enjoy conversations where me and the other person might not have the same belief system or stance on a topic. Sure. To me, that allows for a richer conversation mm-hmm. and you know it's okay not to agree I, I get to hear a different side of the of a viewpoint to broaden my belief system and or make a decision to clarify a decision of why I have a certain belief system and I do feel like that is being lost in the art of conversation Again, I think that's the polarization and divisiveness that um, would like to be presented as truth. But I don't think that it's truth. I do think that more people are having conversations, I think, with um, and we will have an episode with uh, why difficult conversations are important to have Mm -hmm. for that very reason, because it's either going to solidify your beliefs or it, it, it. I mean, it's not. Nobody has like a big conversation and a big profound change. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, you've changed my mind completely. I do love vanilla and not chocolate. But there is, there always is points to see from the other side. And I think part of compassion is allowing yourself to be like, okay, I don't believe what you believe and you don't believe what I believe, but there is a common ground here. And how about this beautiful respect mutually between the two of us for our beliefs? Mm-hmm. So for the courage to share and, and to still do it in a loving way for being devoted or connected to something, you know, your passion for chocolate and my passion for vanilla does not have to mean that one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that your love for that is 
just as valuable and important as my love for what I like. And they don't have to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. If we can keep it <laughs> safe and safe space. But I think that that's the beauty of it, that both exist and that one isn't better than the other. And obviously, as long as no one's getting hurt, that's compassion. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, as you start a meta practice, uh, you begin to notice your own behaviors, your own mechanisms and responses that you have become visible. And you suddenly notice what is below the surface, what's causing irritation and friction without knowing why. And when you pay attention to the pain and troubles of others, you have compassion for others and ourselves. So when you become aware of your childish and opportunistic works of your brain, you see your emotions kind of spring up, what they cause, the self-centered instincts, and you see how they are linked together, kind of that cause and effect, which is kind of what you were just talking about, right? That kind of sums up uh, that conversation on compassion. Right. Yeah, you notice your own, you can appreciate others when you have that openness to kind of accept it. I think that that, to come full circle with our earlier part of our conversation when we started, the dark side that nobody wants to see, when you can accept and appreciate that not only is that a part of you, but it's a part of other people too, but it doesn't necessarily make them that thing. So one of the things that I like to remind myself, people especially (laughs) are not one thing. And black and white is rarely the case with anything. Mm -hmm. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like a strawberry vanilla or strawberry vanilla, chocolate or vanilla. (laughs) I'm just throwing strawberry in there. You're into ice cream. Uh, (laughs) You just maybe craving ice cream today. (laughs) Those, Those two things, like there's all of life is really that that twist, the dual flavored cone, right? Yeah. We don't come, nobody is all good. Yeah. I mean, we, we right. like to, we glorify even people that we glorify, even Mother Teresa, even. Um, yeah, you know, you, you bring up Mother Teresa and, and you're right, because as you were saying this, and we were talking about black and white rigid thing, I was thinking about my my Christian upbringing. And so things tend to be pretty rigid and mm-hmm. You know, you you learn that black and white there. And, but I was also amazed when I watched a documentary on Mother Teresa to hear about her struggles mm-hmm. that she had, because that's never really portrayed Sure, about her life struggles. And so, again, I mean, even Mother Teresa has, you know, light and dark and... Well, and everybody does. I think in today's culture, you know, we we like to vilify and and sometimes for good reason, some people are really bad and that needs to have light shed on it. And I understand that if someone is committing crimes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really important that, you know, we don't glorify these people. However, um, everyone, Gandhi, Dr. Martin Luther King, um, Albert Einstein, like I can think of all great people throughout history, Eleanor Roosevelt, Mother Teresa, all of these people were still human beings. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, of course, there's going to be a few things out there that were not so pretty. But what's more important was what was the greater message? What was the greater duty? What was the greater... So, 
we have to see that within ourselves too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not always going to do the right thing. We can try. We can absolutely strive for that, but also appreciate with others that maybe they're not always going to do the right thing. Love and compassion should still be unconditional. Yeah, I hear this often in the studio, especially amongst women, where we need to talk about, you know, those kind of dark things or those topics that feel a little icky because it does help us have more compassion. And meditation helps be, helps us become aware of those thoughts. And I think it's important to remember that thoughts are just movements in our brain and the brain's an organ. Mm-hmm. So we don't have, that gives us, at least for me, it gives me permission not to be so attached to them. Sure. And as we're talking, I'm looking down at my finger and I had a run in with my cowboy boot, <laughs> taking it off. I didn't realize right. cowboy boot heels could be so uh, dangerous. Uh, dangerous. And I sliced my finger pretty good. And so it makes me think of a wound, right? The more that you clean the wound, the faster it will heal. It doesn't get oozy and gross, right? Sure. And so again, in those darkness times, if we can talk about them and grow from them, they won't fester and get oozy, mm-hmm. right? We can start to clean it out and bring more. Keep it clean and like, yeah, expose it to the air so yes. that it can, <laughs> it can heal, <laughs> so right? Being exposed to all the things. So I, I totally agree. I like that. I like meta. So when I first came to meta meditation, I remember my first thought once I got over the ickiness of, so the, the loving kindness meditation was my first exposure to a meta style meditation. And so you start with envisioning someone that you care about and you offer them, may they be happy, may they be healthy, may they live with ease or may they live with peace. And then you move on to someone you feel neutral about, someone that you see, but maybe don't know. So the convenience store clerk that you get your coffee from every day or barista or whoever. Again, you're giving, may they be happy and healthy and have ease. And you think to yourself, golly gee, I'm a good person for telling this person that I don't know. And then it's thinking of someone that you have a challenge with or someone you're maybe not getting along with. They're just downright don't like. And then you're sending, and then that's where you start to get a little prickly. And I remember the first time that I was able to do it without getting prickly. Again, what I did was feel like, oh, I need that pat on the head. (laughs) That little, oh, well, you did good because you sent good vibes to someone that you don't like. (laughs) You are better than they are. (laughs) And that is not the point at all of a meta meditation, but that was very much like how I got over that initial hurdle and then sunk deeper into, no, compassion does not mean (laughs) (laughs) that because you're nice anyway, that you're somehow superior. It's the opposite of that, but it takes a while to let go of the ego yeah. To get there. Well, I mean, that's a perfect time to show self-compassion, right? For yourself and, and grow from that. And so I'm learning to look at others and say to myself, thank you. I hear your self-preservation. I hear your fear. I hear your subconscious. And I, I can identify, and this allows me to offer more compassion to others. And so my empathy grows. 
right? So if I, I hear that, you know, that time of that, as you say, an enemy or someone you're, you know, having a hard time with, I kind of turn it around and I make sure I listen to them and, you know, okay, I heard their fear, I heard their whatever, uh, which triggers me less and allows me to have that compassion for them. Sure. Well, and recognizing that, like you said, in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because Mm -hmm. then when you're like, oh, I'm better, I'm superior, that can immediately flip to, well, who do you think you are? (laughs) Yes. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the ugly side, the dark side that you don't. Right. Because others others struggle just as much as we do. (laughs) Absolutely. And Meta gives us that opportunity to practice compassion and empathy. So if we remember Kuan Yin's teaching that everyone has the ability to open their eyes to the unveiled truth, when everyone pays attention to the pain and troubles of others, everyone will have compassion for others and for themselves and everyone will be saved. I love that. That's beautiful. So one thing I wanted to mention quickly is our website is up and you can go on our website to find our Patreon link. Yeah. So if you'd like to extend a little extra compassion to us in a monetary form, we would really appreciate that as we've discovered in creating this content is it is not free to put out a (laughs) podcast. It's not free to put out free information for others. And we love sharing this with you. But if you would like to in turn support us like we love and support you, then please go to our website and find our Patreon link where, Kim? Just undying gratitude for anybody that does that. But um, we can have a Kuan Yin meditation or a handout of a meta meditation there for you to practice. You know, may I be, may you be, may all creatures be happy, peaceful, and fulfilled, healed and whole, have everything needed and desired, protected from evil and free from all of our fear, inner peace and well-being, awakened and find liberation, experience peace in this world and the world throughout the universe. So we can have a uh, meditation there for our patrons of Kuan Yin. I'll, I'll give you the one that I practice and has become true and dear to my heart. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that's a great little share of some extra content for our friends who want to contribute and kind of help us going. Additionally, we've got some exciting um, interviews available. So extra content that we've been talking about now for like 14 episodes. (laughs) The extra content is going to be some uh, cool interviews with people in the field that you can get access to those through our Patreon for a small donation. And additionally, some more solid materials, some more recordings, meditations, exciting extra content for the people who want to contribute a little extra to us. And for everyone else, of course, we're going to continue to give you the, all of our fun <laughs> shenanigans here <laughs> at Where the Lotus Grows for free. Yes, we always love reviews written on your listening device, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever your mode of listening is. We appreciate those. It, it fuels us to keep going. Yep. And we want to hear from you. And if you know anything about Kuan Yin, because I thought that she was just this little lady that Kim must have known. Uh, <laughs> if you know a little bit more and would like to share your Kuan Yin story with us, we'd love to hear about that too. Come to our website, find us on all the social medias, and again, leave a review. We love to hear from you. 
Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Where the Lotus Grows. Join us in further conversations. We believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community. You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, Where the Lotus Grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, Where the Lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.